0: The following program may contain content that your kids would love to hear, but you may not want them to.
1: Some of us have great stories, noodle salad, good. Pretty stories that take place at lakes with boats and friends and good. Noodle salad, boats and friends and good noodle salad but a lot of people that's their story noodle salad boats and friends and boats and friends and good times noodle salad noodle salad that's their story noodle salad noodle salad noodle salad what makes it so hard is not that you had it bad but noodle salad good Good, good. That's their story. Noodle salad.
0: A few years ago we were on Amcast.com.
2: This is Amcast.com. The dude was going to be arriving. Just relax. Well, the dude
0: never showed up. You bet you're Bippy. So I decided myself
2: Jiggity jank, the jig-j-jank, the jig-dee jag, the jiggity jaggity, jiggity jerk, the jerk, the jag, the jag the jerk, the jerkity jaggity, jerkity jaggedy, jerkity jaggity jank Frank Atolo. This is me, Frank Atolo.
0: And Diabola Corn.
2: Hey this is me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're going to go
0: look for the dude Stephen DeWell. Our listeners wished us well. Good, Good luck. luck. I got in a helicopter and I flew Witchy talking, Where I decided on my cell phone to call Frank Catolo and Arnold. Each. First I call Lord.
2: Howdy, stranger.
0: Second, I called Monsieur Catolo.
2: What do I say again? Oh, yeah, right. This is me, Frank Catolo.
0: We all met at the airport. Then we got on a plane. Then once we got to our destination... Although it was raining once we got to our destination, and it kept raining, so we finally went to sleep.
2: Good
0: morning. Arnold made us late.
2: Bullshit. Didn't you, Arnold? Don't fucking bullshit me. Frank had a healthy breakfast up. Cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. Strawberries, <laughs> strawberries, strawberries, tomatoes, raspberries. I got uh, licorice jelly beans. What do I got? I got coffee. It's black as hell, strong as death, and sweet as love. That's right.
0: Arnold then went out the screen door and chased elephants. We were told on the police radio where the dude was.
2: Zero, seven, 11, of waiting
0: near First, we shot at Indians. <laughs> Got on our horses and we galloped to our destination. Frank took in a carnival. took in a Polynesian drum set. Which made Arnold very sick. We finally had to have a gunfight with some trolls. We're on the trail of the dude. Catullo
2: got the news. Ready? Oh my goodness. I'm going to take a short break here. We'll put some news and crap on. And uh, I'm going to talk about that later. You people know what I'm talking about. Slow. They're not all dumb we replenish your precious bodily fluids. Did you say what I thought you said? I'm going to write that down. 20, 30, 40. It was fun. Gone. You have mail. We waited in the dead of night.
0: Finally, after waiting, we gave up and sent Santa to bring back the dude so while we were waiting we took in New York Jets football practice
2: oh stop being such a pussy
0: then we got back Cattolo was flipping through paper and told us about the pump
2: pump's working well
0: Finally, the dude showed up about what time? Six years. And then...
2: They exchanged socks.
0: We snagged the dude.
2: And you know what that means?
0: For at least...
2: Ten percent.
0: Everyone cheered. <laughs> The end. Oh wait. I keep telling you. Frank's gotta do something. I'm
2: gonna take a short break here. We'll put some news and crap on.
0: Say goodbye, Frank. I won't. Say goodbye, Arnold. Bye. You idiot!
2: I'll call you back.
0: Peace and a mighty
2: five thousand. You feel like you're in this land.
0: Okay, here we go. I'm listening to Frank Coppola. My name is Frank. Right, Frank, here's
2: another idea. Oh oh, 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 where'd you come from?
1: I've been walking next to you the entire time.
2: He went back, and I walked by the table, and I said, How are you, Don? Nice to see you. He said, Can't you see I'm eating, Frank? What are you doing?
1: <laughs> Frank, what the hell are you doing? Hello,
2: hello, hello. I'm Frank, remember? The results say that you, Frank, are absolutely not my father. But my father is a close relative, most likely one of your brothers. Dad has brothers? Hey, you know, I think I met the one that sells smoked sausage and razor blades out of the trunk of his car. Frank!
1: Hunting for the dude on noodle salad, I guess. Right? Hello? <laughs> am the bard of broadcasting that's what we're doing we're broadcasting and we're doing it live even if you're listening to it at another time (laughs) because there are no edits there's only an idea and we go with it for almost two hours sometimes right here on Cotolo Chronicles and I'm the man whose name adorns the title of the show I'm the godfather of internet radio I'm the third man, the vegetable man, and he who hunts the dude. We'll be hunting a dude and talking about that uh, image uh, shortly. Stay with us. Continue.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's Arnold? Is he gonna be around? Watch It's those you said to think, and you got the Frank and the control and the Ding and the Bugles and the Songs and the Dreams and the Hours and the, and the Nights and the Days. Cap to ice cap, from Hamlet to from <laughs> Hamlet to city, from Othello and into every bordello. That was an honest flub. Uh, sometimes I think I could let things just go because they I've done them so often, and uh, I'm being constantly reminded of how old, old. Well, I how old the age, age, <laughs> the the uh, uh, the show. I'll tell you why the news report. Uh, on the news, on the local news, on this evening that we are uh, doing this show live and also recording for other places, including Juice Talk, True Talk Radio, and all the other places this show airs. Uh, I'm watching the news, and the news did the weather, and I um they mentioned um, this is an extremely local piece here now that it was uh, it too... 2003. They said 2003. The uh, that's the most recent snowstorm that uh, appeared in this area of Pennsylvania. Now, you're saying where are you recording this, playing this from, <laughs> so you can locate me. You can't locate me. Not even Google can. Will you allow us to uh, to uh, record your uh, your location? No. No, dismiss 2003, and I seem to remember that amount of snow, 18 inches of snow that uh, accumulated from uh, the evening of whatever day it was by that. I wish I was one of those people, and there are people who do that. They would say like, uh, say uh, 2003, uh, let's say, uh, what is today's date? The Je- February, February 16th, 2003, and they go, ah, it was Wednesday. I don't don't ask me how the brain does that. Uh, I but it does. And I want I I know there's a couple of people out there. And one of them who I I met at uh, at a, a TV show uh years ago and whose name I forget right now. Why do I always forget her name? Uh she you know her from the uh, Green Acres. No, no, not from Green Acres. I mean a relative is from Green Acres. I forgot her name already. Anyway, she had that remarkable ability that some people have of being able to do this, uh, look at this uh, in their brains, uh, some kind of database, Uh, I guess that's the uh, best way to explain it, where it tells you that of a certain date, uh, and they know uh, what day it was at that time, and that's remarkable. So when they were saying, to this day, for this snowstorm that happened in 2003, they know it's February uh, 16th, as we are now live, and as you're listening to it, if it's recorded, okay. But I can't, but they didn't tell you, didn't say that was a Tuesday, and the next day was a Wednesday, didn't say it was a Sunday. I have no idea. I don't even know how you could find out. Even if you go to the uh, calendar that one has on, uh, on the uh, Windows 11, 10, 9, whatever is working these days. Uh, you know, you can't, you can go backwards, but I don't think you can go backwards that far. You can go back, but you can't go back all the way. Uh, so I don't know, but um, I, I, I lost her name. Taxi, that's how you'd know her more. She'd know her from Taxi, redheaded gal, actress, and now called an actor. I don't know, I just said it. Uh, and uh, that, w- what we, uh, but anyway, I, I don't know what day it was, but w- what I'm saying to you is that, oh my Christmas, oh my Christmas, it's uh, 2023, oh maybe, that, yeah, well, it's 2003, I said, right? Yeah, that's, uh, thats thir- that 30? Wait, 2003, I can't even do the regular math. Uh, it was 2003 to 2013 would be 10, 20 years, it's 20 years ago. I did that math quickly. Uh, but I don't know what day. And, you know, it doesn't matter what day, actually. (laughs) So those people who can do that, now that I think about it, uh, I don't know what good that does them to know exactly what day a date appeared at a year in the past. But all I'm trying to say is that when I heard that, I went, whoa, whoa, we did a show that Thursday. I wonder if it was during the snowstorm. I would remember if I was one of those people. Or if I was, but I was trying to get her on the show, but I can't find her. I have no idea where she went, um, and uh, and it would be nice to know her name so I could look it up and search for her, because she must be somewhere on the social network. I think she still works. I don't know. She was a wonderful. I remember she smelled great. You know, it's odd, but uh, in my uh, Hollywood days, uh, being in the presence of certain personalities. I uh, remember uh, uh, women, not not the men. I, I mean, I remember the men. I re, what I'm saying is, uh, in the presence of certain women, I remember women, how they smelled, and uh, yes, I think if, if I think there's something, maybe that's like the people who can tell what day it was at a certain date, and I could remember who, I'm like right now, <laughs> who's in the room. I don't know if I could do that though, but it was like, but I'd smell something now and then. When I'm in public, or with a, if I go to a some kind of meeting or a party or whatever um, I may go, where there are other people, especially women, I smell uh, what they're wearing. Because uh, you don't have to get too close. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about invasive moves. But once in a while, I go, "Wow, that's mm. and, uh, yeah." I, and I, I would mention her name, or I would mention somebody. Uh, mm, that's Tony I Remember Tony Tenniel. Uh I remember smelling Tony <laughs> Teneal. This is this is uh this is uh, you know people are gonna take little pieces of this <laughs> and then they do that too. That's how uh, that hunting the dude came about with, with Jiggy Jaguar doing all the splicing and taking random uh uh cuts of me talking and Arnold talking. Uh and uh I could uh, so people would probably take that one. Just you know, I remember I'll do it for you so that you can take it and they, I remember smelling Tony Tanille. <laughs> I do. I do. And this one, whose name, uh, and the redheaded girl from town. Ta- I know I could look it up right now, but I'm not going to. But my point is, I, I relate I could when I go out in public and uh, even in a department store or some kind of store, sometimes a women, women, well, women plural, they will, there will be more than one. A woman walks by, and I don't see her anything, but I get this whiff of, uh, of uh, perfume, and I and I'm like, "Wow, that's uh, that's uh, uh, I gotta name another one, you know, someone that's." Uh, that's a Linda, uh, no, I was going to Linda Lovelace, not Linda Lovelace. The other one, that's a Wonder Woman girl. And then that's that one, and other people. And that's, hmm, that's Olivia Newton John. Never forget Olivia Newton John. But uh, so um, that's odd. I think it's odd to remember or have a, uh, some, a, a, some perfume ignite particular perfume. Now, we will tell you this. I will say this. I, I, I've told people this before. I don't know if I've said it on the show because this show is what? It's 20 years. It's at least 20 years old and I'm still sitting here. What's happened? What's become of me? <laughs> what, is, what is it? You know, I mean, uh, you know. Uh, uh, but, I, I, but I will tell you since I wound up talking about this, which I had no idea. We're not going to talk about scents or perfumes or anything. But I will tell you this, I sat close, in close quarters with someone who, uh, in the 80s, was a, uh, I don't want to say a sex symbol, but, you know, because they were a girl, because they were a men's sex symbol. I don't want to say that, but it was a gorgeous actress who was so popular at the time, and that was the best woman I ever smelled. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but the best woman... And that includes, by you know, non-celebrities who I've smelled, but uh, the best woman I ever smelled was Suzanne Summers. And I, I, I don't know what it is. I can't. It was, it was something. Uh, I don't know perfumes. I don't know their uh, uh, brands or where they come from or why some are expensive or not. I don't know. But I imagine she was making so much money at the time that it was an expensive uh, blend of. Uh, uh, smells, smell. Again, trying to look for a word was. Fragrance, fragrance is the way to say it. It was an expensive fragrance. It must have been. Uh, and and uh, we sat together because we were recording something and we sat together uh, for a while. And uh, and I was like, wow, that was, wow. You know, don't even, uh, and it's true about perfumes. I guess perfumes can do that. They have... Uh, they have effects, not effects, effects. They make an impression upon you that, uh, is, uh, that does things to your emotions to your, and also to your memory banks, apparently, and to your, uh, your sense of touch. I don't know, everything else that goes on. But, um, so it didn't matter that it happened to be a celebrity because I've had, you know, hey, I, you know, we've all had intimate moments and uh, we smell each other. That's what happens, you know, unless you've lost your sense of smell. I know someone who lost their sense of smell, and I, I found out you can't lose your sense of smell without losing your sense of taste. Is that true? I don't know. We'll have to get somebody on to talk about that. But Suzanne Summers smelled, uh, it was, yeah, and how could you remember it? Well, you know, when you smell something, you might get an image. You're, you should, Right. Because it smells like something, but I never smelled anything like it. But there was a flower and a fruit. <laughs> That's not the story. There was a flower and a fruit, and every time I saw it, I thought of her. I smelled the. It's an orange. There was some orange in there. There was some uh, turquoise. I don't know why I think a turquoise has a smell. It's a color. Maybe because it's related to something that has, what has a turquoise, uh, what fruit or vegetable has a turquoise? You know, there's a freshness that, uh, that I never smelled on anyone else or any other woman. Oh, I never smelled, well, men don't smell anyway. I mean, they, I don't know what they do with perfumes that make them uh, r- related to sex, and, uh, you know, and, and Lord knows how many times we've been fooled in the past because, you know, people identifying with different genders weren't telling you. So you don't know. I mean, they, I mean, they could show you, but they weren't telling you. But you didn't know. So I don't know what they did with, uh, with that. I don't know how perfumes are made, where they come from, and uh, what they are. But I'm just going to tell you that uh, Suzanne Summers, uh wherever you are, she, no one ever smelled as good as you. My name is Frank Catolo, the man whose name adorns the title of the show. And here we are. We're not going to, we're going to talk, I'm going to talk about something that came up as a topic. It, it started out as a, uh, as a conversation I was having with someone, and it turned into the topic we're going to uh, deal with tonight. Today this afternoon, yeah, we're on the mornings. I like to listen to the show in the morning. I know with the morning show in Iraq. In uh, what, what's the name of that? See, I don't even remember the. Who whoa, gosh, I forgot the name of the capital of Iraq. That's nuts because it was in a you know, um, in I in certain portions of Iraq were a morning show. But you know, if you're listening to the ta- uh, to the tape, I was gonna say tape. If you're listening to this show on a uh, on uh, Juiced Talk, where where the shows are archived. Or if you're listening on True Talk Radio, because we're on five days a week there. And we're on a lot of other places, too. If you happen to know them, please let me know. <laughs> I don't know. As long as they're not making money on me, I'm happy. And uh, um, mornings, mornings, what did I say? Whenever you're listening to it, this uh, goes... Um, Without saying, but I do have to say, because I am here. Uh, well, we're going to have guests. Don't worry. If you're worried, if you're sitting there going, oh, no, not another old you show. Not that they don't like the uh, drum solo shows, uh, as uh, was labeled by uh, uh, the late, great R.I.P. Kurt Brando, uh, uh, the drum solo shows. This is a drum solo show, uh, because uh, it's like uh, doing a drum solo. Me listening to me, only me, but when we have people on, whether it's a panel or not, and you know, it, isn't it odd that uh, last year I was going, we're going to have panels, we'll have, we'll have two, three, four people on at a time, and we'll all talk about something, that'll be a little different than just hearing me all the time, but you know what happened, you know what happened, if you were listening, if you weren't listening, let me tell you what happened, what happened was there were, I couldn't get a lot of people at one time, because we do this live, and so they have to be available. At this time period, not that it would be any different because I've learned in the past that if they said, well, I'm going to record it. Uh, suppose this wasn't live. I'd say, Well, I'm going to record it, uh, Dr. Jones. Would you like to be on the show? I'll, I'll, when will we record it? Then you got a whole other thing. You got a schedule. When can you make it? When can you make it? When can you make it? It's just not worth my time. And it's not worth it for you either because you don't miss it even if it, if it doesn't happen. So I don't promote it because if I promote it and say these four people are going to be on with me in the battle and then they don't show up or they can't show up, it's worthless take a deep breath everyone ready deep breath time you know before you take a deep breath it's good to let out a lot of air right then you get in take a deep breath but uh it came up up as a uh a memory of someone who i met in uh, london in fact i met somebody who uh played in a uh, it was a mini series, but uh, at that time that was the network network TV. I mean it was NBC. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh the uh, I met someone who played in uh Jesus Christ. And uh, it uh, came up in some conversation I was having. Uh, I met him at a party and I uh I had to wonder how uh what how many Actors played Jesus Christ. Then I saw something, and and then it was you know I, okay. That memory came to me in a coincidence that I saw on uh, the uh, what it, what is that anyway? The, the Microsoft Edge is that I don't know what it what is it? Uh, the, their homepage, and it, and it customizes the. It customizes topics, news topics and things you might want to see. I don't know how it does that. That's on the whole AI thing. And by the way, we're going to do an AI uh, show one of these days. We find a youngin who knows a lot more about it because that's becoming controversial. And we're also going to do, uh, well, I'm not going to do it, but no, that's just talk about that. We're not, not going to do anything else. That's it. Goodbye. Good night. Uh, so... What, and uh, I saw this thing that said the actors who played who was the best actor who was the best Jesus Christ this is funny in movie in the land of movies it's funny to say that who was the best Jesus Christ uh, and, and it made me think wow I think I've seen most of these movies and I know I've had, uh, I have my own impressions of Jesus Christ because I was raised Catholic and uh, no other figure in Catholicism uh, is, uh, uh, is 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 put on your plate, no other one, Jesus Christ, from whence comes Christian, the word Christian. If you follow Christ, you're a Christian. If you followed, and I don't know how that works either, because if you follow, uh, let's see, how about the people who followed John Jones, the guy who gave them all the, uh, uh, the, the guy who Kill, made everybody commit suicide with his uh, Kool-Aid. Oh you? Would, and then say he's a Jonesian. He's a Jonesian. And then what's the difference between being a Jonesian or a Jonesite? How come he's not? They, we're not Christites. If you follow Christ, you're a Christite. No, you're a Christian. Christ. Christ. And then they say a different. Christian. I, I don't know how all that stuff takes place. Uh, and, and it's. Uh, I know how it lives. Inside the ether, and people talk and in languages. I don't know how these things happen. Is it just because it sounds good? Uh, because you know that's the way a lot of things pop up. Uh, and things are pronounced. I, I was watching. Uh, 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 no, not Jimmy Stephen Colbert. Just for a second. Uh, well, a little longer than a second. But the other night I was watching him. I'm um, actually. Let me tell you this. I, I was watching him on YouTube. And I don't know why I did this, because uh, his guest was Graham Nash. And, I'm, you know, I don't want to see Graham Nash talking. Uh, I, I don't care. I don't know what drove me to, uh, I said, well, it's only six minutes. What is he going to say? Maybe it was the headline. I said, you know, that made me do it. But, uh, and uh, Stephen Colbert says, uh, so Crosby, Stills, and Nash, how did you decide where to put their names? And and he and uh, he said why uh, why wasn't it Nash Crosby and uh, Stills? I'll well, try to remember Nash Crosby and Stills. But and and he said because it sounded the best Crosby Stills and Nash. I remember them being done by Nash. It was and, and he said it wouldn't be like uh, like uh, uh, Nash Stills and Crosby. That didn't sound good. Nash Stills. So whose name in a partnership comes first? Uh, is, and second and third, if they're three or four, uh, who's wherever they place the names, is a matter of how it sounds. And uh, which is why, which is where I came up with the joke a while, long time ago when I was doing some kind of stand-up. And you know, a lot of radio just talking is stand-up. And if you're doing a bunch of jokes or you're doing it as if it's all comedy... Uh, it's kind of a stand-up, but uh, the joke was uh, was explained to people like you know it's uh, you know it's it was Abbott and Costello, uh, if it was Costello and Abbott, doesn't that sound weird? Martin and Lewis, not Lewis and Martin, although Lewis and Martin doesn't sound that bad, but Martin and Lewis, and I said, but that's the reason why there was never any any uh, battle between the two people who make band-aids, was it? You know, unless wouldn't it be weird if there was? Uh, uh, a fight between Johnson and Johnson. You know, that that was part of the joke. Uh, And, of course, on radio, without an audience, you don't hear anyone laugh. So that's pretty much how the joke went over. No, no, because people go, I mean, yeah, you know, and you move on. But that's it. So uh, why did I say that? I said that because of uh, the names of people and uh, I forgot why we got onto that, but anyway i was uh i was thinking about somehow i wound up thinking about the miniseries, um seven it was the late seventies well i do have it i do have some notes well I have notes because i don't remember you know i was, i've always had notes i just don't have a script it's this uh, is it in nineteen seventy seven there was a and it was good i thought i thought it was good uh, being a uh uh, agnostic, okay, and not being pro or con or anything. And I certainly wasn't I'm mean, raised. I was raised a kid, Christian, okay. But I wanted to see that too, uh, because I've seen and I, a lot of movies, and you have probably too, that are either about Jesus and the life of Jesus or whatever, or they the spin off Jesus things. Uh, and we'll talk about some. But uh, I watched it and I, I liked it. I liked the guy uh, playing uh, Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, that was titled, and it still is titled. I have no idea where you could see it anymore. But uh, I, I saw it, and I liked it. But they did make uh, Jesus um, a little different. I see it's different in almost every movie in, in a certain way. And there's controversial uh, Jesus, right? The last, uh, what was the last Temptation? Of Jesus Christ. It was that. That was a movie. Boy, I remember uh, my girlfriend and I uh, went in San Diego to see that at a. And uh, when it came out, because when movies came out, for those of you who were too young to remember, when movies were released, they went into movie theaters. would <laughs> take a whole year, a year and a half before they got on television. Even with cable, it took a while. Uh, so, but the, um, so we went to see the Last Temptation of Christ, a a Martin Scorsese movie. So we were going to see it, and we had to walk through a a, a picket line to see it, and and be harassed uh, by in words. Uh, thank goodness! I mean that you know, considering how uh, you know how passionate uh, people can get. Uh, that of course, being uh, you know, passionate, being you know, angry and hurtful as as is the correct, uh, okay, no English lesson. And how uh, we walked by, we had to walk by to buy the tickets and there were people out there going, oh, no, this. they were protesting the fact that that movie was made, no, not that it was made, but that it was released and that it was out there and people were paying to see this movie called The Last Temptation of Christ, which uh, was promoted entirely weird in terms of the film itself. I mean, the title took over. Uh, the, uh, these people who uh, were against the movie protesting that the movie was there, uh, they didn't see the movie, but the title itself made them think, well, what is this? This is a Jesus. Is this genus Jesus porno or what? And, you know, they got carried away. And and they weren't, regardless of what uh, Scorsese and the gang did, and I don't know what they did in terms of uh, uh, promotion or what have you. Uh, I'm sure they uh, they enjoyed the controversy because, you know, no press is bad press. So they, uh, I don't know what they did. Go see The Last Temptation of Price. But there you go. There it is. And it just immediately sounds like, uh, you know, this is a blue movie. And those of you who don't understand me using the adjective blue for movie... Uh, don't understand what was used to be called a blue movie. It was uh, sexual content. And in um, fact, there's a wonderful book. Uh, I don't know if you can get it anymore and uh, um, by whose name I now forget. I don't like forgetting these names because, you know, I, I was talking to someone about Max Shulman. And I couldn't think of the name. I don't like forgetting that. And I do know this, uh, uh, this author, because I've read many of his books and you've probably seen movies made by this author's books made by, I mean, uh, adaptations, but there's a book called blue movie. Um, and, uh, it's a funny book. It's a good book. And it's kind of prophetic. Profec- pro- prophetic, which, of course, uh, is an uh, extension of the word prophet, which, of course, who we're talking about, who is Jesus. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of things. Oh, still so The Last Temptation of Christ. Okay, we'll forget about that. And we're going to talk about that person. Too. I'm going to go through a list that has been prepared for me by my fine staff, <laughs> the people, who uh, really do things with this show and put together? That isn't the weakness. Uh, this this comes from some internet. Uh, oh, I'm moving my, my I'm moving my mic around here so I can. This comes from some internet source, and uh, and and as usual, uh, I will probably find mistakes. Uh, as I do, I I just I I I should have wrote down the one I found the other day, uh, 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 historically incorrect, and and you know that's one thing you can do. Certainly, I mean, we're going to talk about stuff we don't know here uh, now about the character character of Jesus, of course, which has we we know is of historic is made up. Uh, by people who looked, uh, even if reading the reading the gospels, they basing it on something that was written. But uh, but even then, uh, but there was something the other day. It was on this particular edge. Uh, Bing. I guess it all it's all powered by Bing, right? It's engined by Bing, the search engine. Bing. Why are they call Bing? Bing. Because Bing. You get it? I don't know. I don't know. uh and it has a, a, this thing I saw the other night. Oh, I'm reading it. I don't remember the exact miss. Uh, but it was a piece of, it a piece of uh, English, a piece of history, and it was incorrect. It was a. It was incorrect. How could something that had to do with maybe the sixties or seventies, for God's sakes, now even the nineteen hundreds? Uh, we should uh, we have that down. It's down. It's written. It's done. It's we know it now. And yet, people writing on the internet—well, must not go there either, because that's a, that's a, not just a uh, an annoyance, a pain for me. But uh, this thing is called Actors as Jesus Christ. It starts at 1912. So we're looking at movies. Uh, I will tell you, though, there are stage... There were stage Jesus Christ's. Maybe it shows... No, no, these are all movies, I think. It just says Actors of Jesus. Maybe it does cover things like... uh, like the stage because they're not all i'm not just talking about uh, jesus christ superstar which is by and large and they must uh, you know i don't i'm not gonna editorialize but blah okay uh it was such a big deal with it okay but obviously people on stage someone was playing jesus on stage but and then i don't know if that person him in the movies maybe we'll find out from this list you know but uh Uh, but we're going to just do the movies. I know one thing. I'll tell you one thing about stage. The only person who was an actor who played the, uh, the role of Jesus on stage, this is true. And, um, of course, why would I just say it? You know, i can not just going to sit here. I mean, I'm not going to be Tucker Carlson and just sit here and go, you know, well, Robert Redford once played, and isn't that just like the elite actors? No, no, no. Uh, the man who first played Dracula on film, Bela Lugosi, uh, a name that is incomparable. It's incompatible? Or is it incomparable? Anyway, it's uh, it's iconic And when you talk about uh, uh uh, an accent that goes like this, or uh Transylvania or anything Dracula. Anything Dracula, that happens to be the name of a book I'm working on right now, will be over at uh, Book Blasters. So uh yes, he played on Broadway, played Jesus Christ. And and then you know, and then he played Dracula. So he, he had both sides cooking for him at one point. But I don't know anyone else who played, but we'll probably maybe we'll find out. And I don't know many plays that a call for uh, uh, someone to play Jesus Christ. It would be interesting to put, uh, well, of course, there are these places now, these Bible lands. There's the, uh, if you saw the movie Religulous, Religious, you know, the Bill Maher movie. Uh, he went to a place, uh, in the South with like Bible land or something. And, and it was like, a uh, it wasn't like a, it was an amusement park. Although well, I don't think you could call it. I guess you can. It's an odd thing to do. Here's the, here's, you know, about the Bible. It's a weird place. It, uh, it puts people with dinosaurs and it's just, well, we're not going to go there either when I'm, I'm literally not going to go there. But, uh, uh, there is a guy who walks around, and maybe there's two or three people. I don't know how how, how widespread the Bible City or whatever it's called uh, uh, takes over takes in with land. But what I'm saying is that these uh, there's a guy who walks around and uh, as Jesus Christ, and, and and I'm not none of this, I'm not making fun of any of this stuff um, uh, for anybody out there. Uh, this has nothing to do uh, with uh, how you believe. In Jesus Christ, these movies probably have nothing to do with it either because there's so much we don't know. That would be editorial. I'm just going to point out from an artistic point of view and based on how we generally think the character of Jesus Christ uh, personified itself from, uh, from the, uh, uh, the Gospels, or or anything because you know uh, gospels are just stories. That's what gospel means: stories. And his stories about uh, it's because Jesus. Uh, I mean, we don't even know if he could write. If you think about it, uh, that right? Because we don't. He didn't write anything. He never left any notes. He's kind of you know. Neither did Shakespeare. Uh, okay, but that's another story and another show. <laughs> but so so when when I'm saying this, will we'll, it'll come up. Uh, because we all have, uh, we, although we all may have our uh, conception of Jesus Christ, uh, we don't, uh, we we are all uh, in agreement with certain things, the look, the what have you. And, and of course, how mankind has made this character into a character. And there actually was a real person, but uh, it's become a, it's been romanticized as it always has done. In uh, film, uh, literature, and, and you know that enough. You heard last week's cowboy show. You know what they did to cowboys. Well, what they did to cowboys, believe me, they did to Jesus Christ. And and uh, and yet, you know, um, that's the way that goes. But uh, okay, so uh, let me just say this before we we move to this list, which I have, and that is, you're listening to Cotolo Chronicles. And I am, um, I am, uh, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting who I am. I'm Frank told the man whose name adorns the title of the show. A man who was, now let this out, who was, whose birthday is a, a Catholic holiday. Uh, the uh, uh, the Immaculate Conception, it is called. Uh, and uh, it, I, I don't know how that day, how anyone, knows, history does not tell us or prove to us that uh, Mary, Joseph's wife, was magically conceived on December eighth. You know, it's one thing uh, to believe; cause you can believe anything you want, right? So, uh, uh, but it's one thing to believe uh, that uh, Mary was uh, of uh, magically. I don't know what else to say. You know, was con- was given the uh, uh, w- the necessary cells and things to be. Uh, make her a virgin uh, still uh, because God did it or whatever. That's not the point. The point is that's it. That's not even in question because that's a matter of beliefs and stuff. But where'd they come up with the date? I don't think they looked... I don't think they looked at... What did they do? Is it in the Bethlehem Registry or something? Why? How did they come up with December 8th? Uh, That was probably uh, the Catholic Church. Again, mankind putting his stamp on history. And that's a big thing these days, if you're listening. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's 2023. If you're listening, teaching history uh, is uh, a huge uh, discrepancy in how it's taught, and which means it's a discrepancy with truth, uh, which makes that more absurd, is what I'm going to tell you, because we don't have anything, anything uh, that proves or records any any reason of, of what uh, Jesus did, but we're not looking at the content here. We're looking at the actors who have had who have no information, but the information that all the believers have, and that is to go to the gospels, Let's get some kind of uh, some kind of character into this man who is they say is the son of God. And again, this is not uh, a, uh, what is this? What is this save to collections? What is this new icon that's popping up on the, uh, my connection to the uh, server? Uh, it's like, a, I don't know, what it, it's cards? I have no idea. I have to ask about that uh, to somebody who knows it. Let's go to this. It's called, uh, I'm not going to uh, put the, uh, oh, I think it's only music which would be fun because I could talk over the music and this stuff I don't know. So why don't we do this right now? Uh, and uh, as I said, I'm, uh, it's Cotolo Chronicles uh, and what can you do? You can uh, uh, go buy my books. It's all the commercials now. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Go on, buy the books. Amazon, bang, bam. Okay? And listen to us here uh, on all the stations that... Uh, that and go to 148.ca slash Frank for my weekly blog. Always fun fun that's a fun place to go you read those things it's fun okay okay if it's not fun don't go read them anymore actors and and there's music behind this uh, uh, kind of uh, slideshow and when I get to the one I know the guy I met I'll tell you that story and then we'll and then we'll move on ooh that's cool isn't it well, okay, it says oh, it's but at me. Oh, okay, I'll I'll give the I'll give the uh, uh, credits at me. I don't know what that means. I'm gonna move this over here so we can see it uh, at me. Actors presented in film, television, and theater. Okay, so they're gonna talk about theater. Uh, let's see what happens with that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Players from around the world. So we're going to get some uh, foreign ones here. It's true. I have not looked at this. So, uh, you know, I don't do that. That's why this wonderful, existential, spontaneous, Zen, Buddha, Zen-like show that I do is unique. (laughs) It's one reason. I have no idea. Players from around the world. Here we go. At me. I don't know what that means. Here we go. 1912. We got a guy named... I I have to stop the music because I want to say... I got to stop it. Uh, A a man uh, named Robert Henderson Bland, an actor, Robert Henderson Bland in 1912 played From the Manger to the Cross, a movie, 1912, 1912. The fellow, um, and uh, if you could see this picture, uh, it it doesn't matter because this starts the... uh, the uh, it doesn't start it because there were paintings and what have you and sketches uh, even though i don't believe in any of the gospels that jesus has described if i'm wrong please tell me about any of this stuff here where who did, did mark i mean mark it's, uh, and and john are all the uh, the only the apostles that could write the literate ones uh, wrote the uh, gospels uh, this is what we now assume there's no proof of anything so but this is it right and uh suddenly uh, when jesus comes on screen the first uh appearance is robert henderson bland and they give jesus long hair and a beard uh and and now okay the controversy should begin here because we have no idea why they did that why uh they started drawing a jesus um uh, not being a shaver, or or, a, or I mean, looking ragged and uh, and dirty like a peasant, uh, because the peasants were dirty because for many reasons, not because they were. I mean, they were un, unpaid because they didn't have the uh, facilities. There were no facilities, you know. The Romans had the facilities, and all those people. But anyway, from the manger to the cross, and if you could wait, quick, write this down. Get your get your um, uh, uh, Catola Chronicles notebook out and start to write the names of some of these productions and some of these actors. If you want to later on go to a bing, bang, boo, yahoo, boogle, google, or yogle, google, or hoogle, bingy, bingle, or (laughs) boo, go to your search engine and look them up and do any research of your own. Because you know the internet. Somewhere there's everything about everything. There's anything about everything? Eh, I bet this one. So okay, so that's him. Now, what do we do from here? We leave 1912 and we move to to, uh, 1916. A movie called Civilization. Wow, these are even film students might not know some of these movies. The movie called Civilization in 1916, George Fisher played. Jesus Christ. Let's just call him Jesus. Let me know, you know, he didn't walk around going, oh, Mr. Christ, Mr. Christ, you know. It was enemies. Jesus, he played Jesus. We don't really know. I don't really know about surnames and stuff in those days. I mean, what what references do we have? I'll tell you a great reference for uh, Roman history is Cicero. Cicero's books, great politician and uh, person who, uh was one of the first people to write about all the stuff that went on in in Rome and, and of course there you see there's there's solid evidence if it wasn't screwed around with with editors or people that natsa he uh, Cicero wrote history so when you see movies in in ancient Rome uh, you know, the closest thing to any of them I've seen is a funny thing happened to, on the way to the forum, which was a, uh, which was a comedy, a musical comedy, a great musical comedy, funny, good, and and yet, uh, uh it was originally a play, of course. I um, anyway, oh, okay, 1916, George Fisher. Now these are, uh, i you know, I know enough, enough. You never know, you know enough. What's happening to my yeah, okay. I know a, a lot about film history and I don't know these young these early people. But again, the on, there's a shot, the only shot we have of George Fisher as Jesus Christ is uh blurry, but again, long hair and a beard and a white outfit. It's an outfit. It, it looks a little expensive. <laughs> But I'm sure the art is on at night. Let's move on. I like I like the music. It's a little uh, uh what little Doja Cat stuff there, <laughs> rhythm beat. Okay, we're moving on to. Uh, oh no, we're not moving on because 1916. There's a movie, uh, and this is a famous movie, a huge uh, production for 1916. A guy named Howard Gay spelt like uh Marvin Gay. And again, no white fellow, though he's a, all the white fellows. Whether we get to that or not, let's just look. Uh, Howard Gay in the movie Intolerance most likely sets the image that movies will have when they don't stray from the image of paintings from People as far back as, I guess, uh, Da Vinci and what have you. And I don't know where they got their idea. The only people who could know were the people who were there. And they weren't painters. And they weren't artists. The <laughs> People hanging around Jesus when Jesus was hanging around. And he wasn't around a long time, right? So anyway, we got that idea. Howard Gay, in this movie, there's a segment in Intolerance, which is a, a, a massive a spectacle uh, done uh 1916 it's unbelievable if you ever get a chance to see it uh, look at it because that's what you'll do if you see it <laughs> you'll look at it let's move on now see if we get past 1916 okay so two 1916 movies where someone playing jesus appears here we go to 1925 it takes another bunch of years and here's a spin-off this is not a movie about jesus but um it's uh it's strongly influenced by Jesus, and uh um and I forgot the name of this uh, author too, but it's the first of of uh, of, of it's it's from the book Ben Hur. Nineteen twenty five, Claude Payton plays Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is uh never, uh, I don't know, I haven't seen this movie. The key in, in, in all the versions of Ben Hur is not to show him. You never see him. And that's a smart directorial and dramatic point. Ben Hur had a subtitle Ben Hur. You know, that was his last name. And, and I don't know why they had hyphens in last names during the Roman Empire. I have no idea. Ben Hur, a tale of the Christ. Okay, and um, for um, writing it made sense to call it that, A Tale of the Christ it's about Ben-Hur and he is indeed the main character changes Ben-Hur greatly from the beginning to the end of this book and in all the movies Uh, so this guy, Claude Payton the the photo they have of him, uh, believe it or not because it's 1925 when we went from 1916 uh, it's it's uh, So they show him. Maybe they don't show him because in this particular version of Ben-Hur, they didn't show Christ, but they had a person who walked around and uh, they didn't show the face. Maybe they did, I don't know. I, I, rem- I might have seen the original sometime or other, but I don't know. But he's not, in this picture, the actor, Claude Payton, looks like... <laughs> looks like... His hair is like you know who, right? Who is in Kentucky? What's his name, uh, the senator? This is his literally. So we're not going to uh, look at Claude Payton's face and say that he uh, that that they depicted Jesus. I'm I'm assuming that if they did not show a clip or a, a shot from that movie. That uh, Claude Payton's face was never seen, so they just used this portrait of uh, Claude Payton. They add, I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure, that Jesus has never been uh, depicted the way the picture of the real Claude Payton, of the real Claude Payton. And what happened to Claude Payton? It's it's is no particular. Uh, there's a little movie history here too, because a lot of these guys came and went. Ben Hur. So uh, it's called the Tale of the Christ. But and they did have a guy who played Jesus Christ, even if you didn't see him. Okay. We're going to move on now to a movie made in uh, uh, so uh, H B Warner, H B Warner himself, one of the brothers. Of the Warner organization, H. B. Warner, in the original, because we're gonna see, we're gonna talk about a remake, an original version, "The King of Kings." Uh, the difference between this one and one we'll talk about later is they edited the word "the," the word "the." <laughs> this was 1927. H. B. Warner played Jesus in The King of Kings, not King of Kings. They, they, I don't know why. And H.P. Warner, now I'm just assuming he's one of the Warner Brothers. I, I don't know. Maybe he's not. I don't think he is, in fact, now that I can, now that I start to think about it. But there is could have been an actor. His name is Warner. H.P. Warner played uh, Christ. And the, the photo from the movie, the still I'm looking at, has uh, uh, Jesus with a beard? The beard is shaved. That first Jesus had a you know a wow. What he had a like a David Letterman beard, <laughs> the first one. Yeah, he looked like a wood chopper, like a, a you know, and maybe Jesus uh, chopped wood. He was a carpenter, so yeah, so maybe not. I don't know, but uh, this guy uh, has uh, long hair, but you know, not it's not uh, the you know rock and roll long hair. This one, uh, it's, it's kind of groomed in The King of Kings. Another spectacle, 1927. This is now on the brink of Hollywood sound movies. Uh, and, and then, you know, Jesus talks. Let me get Jesus' voice. Maybe that's the next one. I don't know the chronology. Let's move on. I will tell you this, though. We're into our second hour of Catolo Chronicles. My name is Frank Catolo, man's name adorns the title of the show. Uh, um, next week, we don't know yet what will happen. If anyone will be here, always check catolochronicles.blogspot.com. When I know early, like the past two weeks, this, uh, uh, what we were going to do and what we did was there on Monday. So, uh, But you look as late as Wednesday at catolochronicles.blogspot.com and there'll be an idea of what we're going to do or who we're going to have on or anything like that but it's always it's always uh, non-scripted and uh non i don't know whatever it's non (laughs) but anyway okay uh in any event in all events and especially this event let's move on now to uh i think we're going to go to sound let's see if we go Ah, wait a second 19, yes, we go to sound. Here's the first sound Jesus. Not that they were, I don't mean sound like that. They were crazy Jesuses. The first sound Jesus is Robert Levigan. I guess that's how you pronounce it, Levigan. That's lay and then Vegan. So it's Le, Robert Le Vegan. In 1935, a movie, I've never heard the title of this movie, Golgotha or Golgotha. Now it would be Golgotha or Golgotha. I would go with Golgotha. Okay, not which sounds like it's one of the Japanese monsters. And it, I don't know why it's called that. Maybe it's French. These are things you have to look up. I didn't look them up. And there is a shot of him from 1935. Again, now he's got a kind of Robin Hood beard. If you've seen the many Robin Hoods that have beards, uh, the ones that, the, I'm not talking about, you know, I don't think Kevin Costner, <laughs> what was he doing playing Robin Hood? I don't think he had a beard, did he? And make, and you know, well, you know those were French, like Three Musketeers, neat beards. If you had a beard in those days, I would imagine it's because you did not shave a lot obviously, your beard grows, but also to what? Uh, because you you couldn't shave all the time, I guess. I don't know how they shave without shaving cream. Did they use soap? Did they have soap? I don't know. This is an entire history thing I don't want to get into. And obviously, neither did the people who produce the movies because they are not accurate. <laughs> For sure. Golgotha, G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving you these details because, you know, later on you go to your... Uh, take out your notebook and you go and learn some of these things and just keep them in your mind. It comes up in conversation or come up in school, if you're still going to school, college or anything. Just say things, especially those states where they tell you where where they're going to or even your church. I did that and I got into trouble for asking a priest once at religious instructions. I heard that Jesus had brothers I know it sounds like my <laughs> man. No, had <laughs> brothers. It sounds like the the the, uh, the little line in the uh, in the collage there. Dad had brothers. You know, Jesus had brothers. Yeah, uh, and uh, and into trouble. Uh, but that's another story. All the time. Let's move on. From 1935, we move on to the next uh, actor. Jesus actor. Oh, oh, oh! Robert Wilson. Robert Wilson. This is a series. In 90, oh, Look at this. We moved from, the, uh, from what was it, 2025? We went 26 years later. 26 years later. In that 26 years, no one played Jesus on in film. It said theater, but I don't know. Uh, the Living Christ Series. The Living Christ Series. I had never heard of this. Robert Wilson. Now he's, he looks like a, uh, his, his Jesus has a beard, a little scruffy, uh, and, uh, and he does have long hair, but it's pushed back, and uh, it looks, uh, it looks a little, uh, I don't know, what's the difference, how I, what I think it looks like, right? Beard and mustache and long hair. Apparently by 1951, there was no other way they were going to depict anyone playing Jesus other than that. And of course, uh, the, the odd thing too about movies is they don't, uh, you know, he walked around like that and not um, a lot of his apostles didn't have uh, long hair. And uh, right, or, or did they all have beards? I don't think so. These are questions no one can answer except the director and the uh, uh, writer, who decide how that character is going to look and if that character is Jesus he, they felt kind of trapped with the with a uh, common image robert wilson in 1951 for all i know he did nothing else i don't know uh, we can look that up you can look that up later whatever it is let's move now to the next one we're going to what year? 1953. Now, in 1953, uh, there's a movie that is, uh, and it has a spin on it. Jesus is, like, also in it. He's a co-star. He's in it for a little bit. It's kind of like it's that Ben-Hur thing where uh, uh, it does have to do with Jesus, but it starts at the end of Jesus' life. I remember going to the movies to see this movie. Nineteen fifty-three. I obviously I saw it later. I, I wasn't. Uh, I don't think I could have gone to the movies alone at three. Uh, maybe I saw it on television first. But uh, Donald C. Clune, Donald C. Clune, who we we know from uh, hardly anything. In fact, he looks like Orson Bean, uh, but he does in this shot of him as an actor, and then him as Jesus. Now him as Jesus in the movie The Robe which is the robe. In the story, in the gospel, it is said that uh, after uh, uh, Jesus uh, died on the cross, uh, his uh, robe is uh, part of his palace clothing, whatever, had that much uh, before they uh, crucified him. They, um, it was, uh, the story goes that, and you, do you know the story? I don't know. It, it, does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. He owned a robe, and, and uh, Jesus owned a robe. Which is, which was gonna been Jesus owned a robe and it and it was considered um not magic but I don't know how else to put it, it was blessed uh, by the Son of God. So uh, and the thing is that the the uh, uh, centurions, <laughs> the Roman soldiers. I don't know if, if all Roman soldiers were centurions. I don't know, but that word came up. The uh, the soldiers at the scene. Uh, on uh, of the crucifixion, gambled for his clothes. Now, let me ask you something. <laughs> this, you know, as a as a historian of dramatic content, I wonder well, they were Romans, so they weren't Christians. Because if they were Christians, they were not soldiers. They couldn't be soldiers or anything like that. Or they had to be quiet if they were Christians. Uh, uh especially before he was killed but and this uh, they he had a robe. Why would they soldiers who have uniforms and get paid and have a better life than the peasants? Why are they gambling for his clothes? huh did they think that the clothes were going to be worth something? He was a pauper he he was not a person who walked around according to everything we know. He did not walk around uh people didn't go there's Jesus and my isn't he a spiffy dresser you know that didn't happen so why why would they gamble? you know that's you know the story itself we can go into another time Uh, they gambled for his clothes just a metaphor his clothes were worthless so then why did they gamble for them what were they going to do with him the guy who brought it home say uh, uh, yes uh, to his wife look what I have Jesus' robe, and his wife's like, get that dirty thing out of here. It's filled with blood and sweat and stuff. Why do you bring that into the house, right? He's like, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. Uh, but the robe uh, in the story, of course, is, is uh, the uh, symbol of how one of those Roman soldiers becomes a Christian, that being played by uh, Richard Burton. Uh, the robe is a tale of the Christ, so, uh, so he's only in it for a bit. And that actor is Donald C. Clune. We have no idea what happened to him. We move from 1953. We're coming close to, I believe, no, we're not. We're coming to the next Ben-Hur. 1959, Ben-Hur. Uh, we do see him from the back. We don't see his face, though, in that Um Award-winning movie and, of course, uh, Charlton Heston's first adventures in religious movies. (laughs) I don't know if it was his first, to be honest with you. I don't know when uh, The Ten Commandments was made, but maybe it was in 1959. Claude Heater, Claude Heater was able, after this movie, which was a huge success, he was able to put on his resume... Uh, as an actor. Uh, So what have you done? Well, I played uh, Jesus uh, Christ and Ben-Hur. No, big deal. No one saw you. And on top of that, uh, they saw him from the back, apparently. I didn't remember that. But they never showed his face. So Claude Heater could have been anyone. And there were probably a lot of actors going around and they had their resume. They probably said it was me. Uh, yeah I went by the name of Claude Heater I played Jesus of course you don't see my face but that was me <laughs> I mean how did they or did, how did anyone audition for that part uh, you know being the uh, and now I'm thinking did no I'm sure they did not show the face of Jesus in the Ben-Hur uh, movie but there you go never heard of him again Heater H-E-A-T-E-R okay uh, I guess you can look it up find out if he did anything. It's fascinating to think, though, that uh, the man, you know, wandered uh, theatrically into uh, theatrical obscurity, into film obscurity, because he played Jesus. Now we're moving. I know we're going to get to... um, There he is. Oh, you know, uh, Claude Heater. There is a picture of Claude Heater here, and they're showing his face. And uh, I'm going to have to go back I'm sure they did not show the face of Jesus in the uh, Charlton Heston Ben hair. But again, beard, long hair. And here he has the uh, crown of thorns. Uh, but uh, Claude Heater. Uh, I don't know, Claude. Now, wait a second, I'm wrong, because we got to go around the world. Luis Alvarez, I guess this is a, a Mexican or a Sp- some Spanish movie called... Titled El Redentor. It's not Redentor. I know a little bit about the language. I know it's <laughs> it's not Redentor. Redentor. El Redentor. And as much Spanish as I know, I don't know what that means. Redentor. So we could look that up on a Spanish dictionary uh, because Jesus Cristo uh, would be Jesus Christ. But I have no idea why the Redentor. And we could figure that out. Redemption, it, like the redemption, maybe it's called, because he wakes up from the dead. I don't know. Luis Alvarez, and there's a kind of drawing here. It's not actually a photo, so I don't know if that's a drawing. But again, it's the Jesus we saw since the beginning of the Jesus, the beginning of the movie Jesus. Okay, that was 1959. All right, we're gonna, here. We go 1961. This this uh, is the one I remember as a child, 61, I was 11, I remember seeing, and I don't think I saw it in the movies, I saw it on uh, TV, this is King of Kings, not the King of Kings, this is King of Kings. And this is the story of Jesus from beginning to end. Uh, and the person, the actor, who did go on to do other things and was doing other things before he did this, well-known, Jeffrey Hunter. Jeffrey Hunter is, by and large, the most, the most, well, he's a handsome Jesus. Blue-eyed, white, hair is long, the beard is manicured. So, in the makeup department, said, "Well, you know, we're not going to give Jesus right. We're going to make him a little look better, appealing as a man. Make him look good, clean cut, well shaven, and his long hair is not going to be ragged and jump around until he starts getting whipped and sweat carries across. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Wait. So, let me take a let me take a slug of water here." But Jeffrey Hunter is, uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing uh, transformation of the character to make him like a leading man. There's no way at that time to make Jeffrey Hunter look the way a a religious person uh, who's uh, you know, not uh, not uh, uh, carpentering anymore or whatever. He's just walking around, eating fig leaves. Hold on. Mm. <coughs>
2: yeah.
1: You have a cough button. I don't. I didn't push. The, I didn't pull the cough button. We don't do that here. Hey, how come this doesn't go on now? The cap, the cap of the water. There you go. It does. Okay. Yeah. But Jeffrey Hunter. Uh, let me give you an idea of the the handsome of Jeffrey Walker. That's the best way to say it. Make it the handsome. Uh, Jeffrey Walker, in a couple of years after this movie, is the original Captain Kirk on Star Trek. You, see, you know, when you say star, you go like Star-gazer, Star Gazer, Star Wing, Star Wars. No, Star Trek. He's the original Captain Kirk uh, because he's a handsome strapping fella and he's been an abundant actor and he's the most, he is the popular one of all the others. Although I can't attest to that. I can't tell you that guys like Henry Glacier or whatever his name was, I don't even remember their names. Perhaps they were, you know, uh, they were affluent and uh, actors and popular screen idols of the time. I don't know. But Jeffrey Hunter in 1961 had a a, a wonderful performance, but this is the perfection of Jesus as a white man. And uh, they went all out with this. There's not one, uh, there's not even uh, a person with a tan, I think, (laughs) in the the movie uh, out there in uh, the deserts. Uh, within poor people. They're not even that ragged. Everything about it is uh, neat. And uh, there are, dare I say it, it, it's its a miscasting of sorts, and yet uh, they wanted him. I'm sure they would come up with this kind of an excuse, uh, that the Son of God just can't Although he has to identify with the downtrodden, with the slaves and the and the poor, uh he has to uh rise well, I must say rise. <laughs> that was, of course, that would be in the that, that's part of the story. He would have to have a certain he would stand out among the uh downtrodden, the dirty, the smelly, talking about smells, huh? All of that, the 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 weak and the uh, you know uh, almost other synonyms for the uh, poor Jewish in those days. So, uh, uh, but Jeffrey Hunter is is just handsome, and in a certain way, that's I don't know that didn't work. But as a movie, of course, as a movie which takes reality and paints it. Uh, with uh, dramatic elements uh, and, uh, uh, and 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 uh, and creativity, even when it's a true story, although we don't know how true is this story, but there must have been. It must have been uh, there must be some basis of fact in the whole thing before they started uh, coloring it up. They, of course, being the uh, apostles. But that's another story we're looking at here in a movie. It's still a movie. And, and it's not fair to say, wow, they had a handsome Jesus. Well, let me tell you something else. Uh, I never saw any actor play Billy the Kid. Oh, yes, I did. I saw one actor. Recent movie called Old Henry. Terrific. And it is, uh, uh, what is it? It's as authentic as a movie can get. They didn't do that in those days. All right? But this is the template jesus christ from the modern pictures from the uh uh, the paintings of the great white savior uh they're all there jeffrey hunter is who they get and uh whoa (laughs) look out look out so um and and you got to remember that's you know I mean William Shatner wasn't you know the handsomest guy but as a young man when he started uh, Star Trek and when he was in those Twilight Zones and other little crazy movies you know yeah, you know he wasn't a, wasn't an ugly guy but uh, uh, Jeffrey Hunter now when I say he was in the first Star... he was Captain Kirk that's because the pilot the original story hour-long drama that was Star Trek and sold to the uh, networks as a series, it was him. I don't know why I don't have the uh, I don't have the uh, uh, information as to why Jeffrey Hunter did not continue in the part or what have you. Uh, you'll have to look that up. Write this down. Jeffrey Hunter. 1961. King of kings, we move on now. We're gonna now it's gonna start getting a little uh, different. Oh, this one picture they have of him is ridiculous. I mean, it's just it's like rock star, and and, and that and, and there's no way people shaved their beards that. Cl- oh, that's just wild. Anyway, 1961. Okay, uh, there's a movie called Barabbas, which has to do. It's just it's a tale of the Christ. Barabbas is the guy who they allowed to live. Uh, when there were two people, you want Barabbas or you want Jesus, which one do you want us to crucify and the uh, uh the Philistines were louder, and so Barabbas got away the his story Roy Mangano uh, uh, plays Jesus and uh and he's a handsome guy, uh machismo guy he's white and uh it's it's uh, no big deal he's he's your template. Jesus. That's 1961, too. Then uh, Enrico Arazicoi. I don't think I said that right. Enrique Arazicoi. Arazicoi. I don't know. Arazicoy. Arazicoy. I play. Uh, there's a movie called The Gospel According to St. Matthew. So I'm not going to get particular. We're just going to use uh, Matthew's. Okay, let's just use Matthew's Gospel. You know, the Gospels change. Uh, they're different things. They're uh, Similar things, but there are different things and they explain differently. What's that say? Was there a competition between the apostles who could write? Right? The one who writes the best gospel will get what? I don't know. Free fish. Free fish, fresh fish for a month. Or I don't know, something like that. 1964, and this is, this is an American movie. And uh, he's uh, he looks like Christopher Lee. If you know the guy who played Dracula uh, for Hammer in the sixties and seventies, uh, uh, so and and his uh, look as Jesus is uh, a little different, but it includes beard and hair. But uh, they they swayed they swayed they knew they could make, uh, make babbling. we can't beat that Jeffrey Hunter, no we're gonna move on for that nineteen sixty four, uh, a movie that I'm sure did not have. Uh, a huge audience there he is again he has a uh, he has one he has a single eyebrow this guy <laughs> you know one of those goes across room? okay uh now here's a there's a sixty five uh a famous Swedish actor who was in a lot of uh uh Bergman films uh and eventually other uh, and in modern american films. And he even played, he was in that horrible Flash Gordon. He played Ming the Merciless. How come I can remember Ming, the name Ming the Merciless, and I can't remember the redhead from Taxi? What is that? That's weird. Come on, you guys in my subconscious. Mike, do you punch that out before this show is over? 1965, the greatest story ever told. Max Von Sydow, Max von Sydow, who played a, a Viking uh, returning uh, from the wars, great wars in, uh, in uh, Viking, I don't know, maybe he's a Swedish soldier, in the Bergman's uh, famous uh, movie, The Seventh Seal, or is it the, se- no, Seventh Sign, I don't know, uh, one of those. Max von Sydow later on uh, appears in uh, Woody Allen movies, <laughs> and then he plays Ming the Merciless from Jesus to Ming the merciless i i don't know i can't agree that this was a uh, a wonderful uh, uh, depiction of it although it did not sway from uh, the it, it swayed a bit in the uh, visual you know it's it's like the after jeffrey hunter was like i don't know we're not going to compete with that look anymore let's go a little differently with it let's go let's move a little bit and he he was the ultimate template jesus and it was like everybody had it that's it So Max von Sydow, I don't know why anyone picked Max von Sydow, who played in 1965, the greatest story ever told. I will tell you this, though. One of the centurions, one of the Romans in this movie is is played by John Wayne. Yes, John Wayne as a Roman soldier. And uh, you can't get it out of your, uh, you can't get the cowboy out of of this actor, no matter what. And then there's, uh, he's uh, he's at the scene of the crucifixion. I'm going to do a bad imitation of John Wayne, but and, which itself is a template. Of, but this line he says in the movie. Uh, well, once Jesus dies on the cross in the greatest story ever told, of course uh, there's the, uh, the the lightning, the thing you know, the weather gets bad. I don't know. That's a little drama that I'm sure came from uh, the, the imaginations of the apostles, if it's even in there. I don't know. I don't remember reading, but uh, but the. Uh, the centurions, I'm calling them centurions, the Roman soldiers who brought him there and, and hammered these nails in and, and, and just, you know, did what they supposedly didn't do to the other ones because they were tied up or something. But anyway, uh, uh, the, uh, the moment he dies after he says what, they, what we think he said, uh, although no one was close enough to him uh, to hear it. And, uh, but, okay, let's just say he dies on the cross. One of the soldiers, played by John Wayne, I'm sure he wanted this because, you know, it was no starring role. It was not even a a co-starring role, okay? He says, when he sees the lightning and the thunder and the things, and he looks up at this figure who is crucified painfully, uh, you know, and uh, after carrying this huge wooden cross, uh, okay, he says, He surely was the son of God. (laughs) I know that's bad, but it has the tone. It has the rhythm, doesn't it? He surely was the son of God. Is what John Wayne, his character said in The Greatest Story Ever Told. And it's literally... One of you cannot help but laugh at it because the you know the template uh, war cowboy guy John Wayne playing a Roman soldier can you get can you get any further from the image, and and then having him say it like he would say, "We can't save the Alamo." There's no way we can. you can not even play Davy Crockett, was crap too. Okay, but anyway, it's something worth seeing because it's funny as a lot of this uh, stuff tends to be 1965 we move on I don't know how uh, Max von Sydow oh there's Max with the yeah Max von Sydow looked like a uh, his Jesus had long hair and he had a dark I uh, and he looked like a look more like a, a, a guy a monster then he looked like Jesus. That was, a th- you know, the. Uh, I mean, he didn't look like a man, of, a prince of peace. Let's just say that. He looked like a prince of peace. Max von Sydow. he looked like, a, he stood in a Bergman movie. He looked like one of those dark, deep, dark, uh, you know, uh, Bergman depressing figures. Look at all this. I have to go. Wait a second. Hold on. Uh, the movie that was made of the book Johnny Got His Gun, the Dalton Trombo, uh, book, uh, which, which anti-war book, which is um, something I'm sure they don't let you read in school anymore, certainly not in Florida, but anyway, Donald Sutherland played, I did not know this, in 1971 he played Jesus, in Johnny got his gun, why? I have no idea. What is, what? Uh, it's it probably a dream sequence or something, well, I don't know, but uh, that I did not know. I've never seen the movie version, and I certainly, uh, don't want to now 1971 let's move on here now because we're gonna get to the uh, we're gonna get to the musical which really as this here it is kamal Hassan in 1971 plays in anai Valankani. anai I don't know it uh of this guy is looks terrible <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not, I mean he looks like uh, if he he looks like if you put a a, a hairy wig on and uh, he looks like Groucho Marx, uh, a young a younger Groucho Marx, if you just put the wig on and then give him a crown of thorns and uh, make sure that his beard and mustache don't touch and are dark as night. Wow, I did not know this uh that i i don't know where that comes from uh, that could be a not a russian movie It could be a i don't know how to move on from him wow victor garber uh plays a jesus in godspell and uh, godspell now we're going to get to the musicals now we get into the uh uh the the era the jesus era jesus is cool era it's uh, you know something that even uh, uh uh, entices uh, Bob Dylan to uh, to, uh, to start uh, moving towards uh, the figure of Jesus. Victor Garbo is an actor uh, we've seen. I, I know I can't tell you exactly where, from where, but he's been around. And he's uh, 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 the picture of him is older. But the picture of him in Godspell, which uh, is just a, I don't know if it's the story of Jesus, but someone plays Jesus in it. And this is on. This is where it starts to get uh, get a little uh, more than. Uh, 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 liberally <laughs> interpreting uh, uh, Jesus uh, has an afro okay Jesus has an afro there's another one of those uh, oh boy if Jiggy Jaguar can get a hold of this show he's got plenty of uh, what is that thing I'm on with the you know where I go and say phrases they have it I don't know what that's called uh I forgot what that's called where you get little clips of people saying things out of context Godspell Victor Garber plays Jesus with an Afro. need I say anything else I don't even remember the songs from it and I don't care that's a musical Jesus is not my idea of you know it. in 1973 starts the big one the Jesus Christ superstar Ted Neely is I don't know if he was uh, uh, the uh, theater guy excuse me theater Jesus I had the most wonderful soup that I concocted for dinner. <laughs> While we're talking about gruesome things like crucifixions and uh, crowns of thorns, and uh, th- crowns of thorns and noodle salad, we also Ted Neely. I'm sure he played 1973's in the movie, so I don't know when the movie when they play was going on. it was gigantic, and everybody bought the album. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I don't have anything to say about that. I I don't think of all the things. I mean, of all, I, mean I wrote a musical once, but not, and it 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 could it was hard enough to make uh, uh, the idea that uh, Henry David Thoreau would sing, uh, you know, and the other people. But Jesus and the people around him. I don't know if Jesus has. Uh, it sings in it and I don't know that I've never been able to sit through it and never wanted to that's 1973 let's move on now Ted Neely to 1975 uh, and I don't know the Morali Das I don't know he's got Thomas 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 Letha Thomas Letha and uh he's uh he's a Jesus Christ with a parent well a, a perfectly uh, manicured hair. I mean, this guy went to a stylist. And, uh, and this uh, beard is so fake that it's ridiculous. So I don't even know that one from some other country or what have you. 1977, here we go. All right, here we go. Let's do this. It's called Jesus of Nazareth, 1977. It's a wonderful uh, version of... And he looks great. Now, this is the, uh, and, I mean, he looks great. He also challenges, this is a challenge to the uh, manliness and uh, machismo. And, uh, and I don't mean, I shouldn't say machismo. I mean, the white, uh, beautiful Jesus, the blessed white. Uh, Robert Powell plays Jesus of Nazareth. Now, we watched this uh every night it was on it was on a couple of nights on uh, n b c or what have you it was nineteen seventy seven and it's called the miniseries and it i it got a uh, lots of ratings and everything great and everyone thought Robert powell was going to become a, a huge star uh and uh, it did not happen uh, i i don't know why but he was great as jesus And I liked it. I said, you know, this is, I remember saying this, I like this Jesus. They, they, You know, I made him a bit hip in a sense. He was different than the one who just said, thy face is thy land on the Lord's. And it was was taken out of that classic, uh, almost militant uh, way that Jesus talked in those movies. Uh, and uh, the guy was—he was more familiar. He was more the way we imagine, uh, we'd like to imagine uh, Jesus uh, uh, performed uh, with uh, at all. He—he had—he uh, was animated. He was more right. He wasn't this robot Jesus. He was animated. He had expressions. He showed pity. He showed uh, as acting wise. So this is as an actor he showed pity. He showed pain. Well, they all showed pain, but not not well enough, you know. <coughs> And he had uh, uh, it's spirit. Uh, that's a word we shouldn't use either. Hold on. <coughs> and of course, he had spirit. He had the Holy Spirit. It was the best kind of spirit. But, but Robert Powell looked uh, great, in, uh, and he looked a bit drawn uh, for someone who didn't need a lot. Uh, you know, uh, and as beautiful as uh, Jeffrey Hunter looked, and I use the word beautiful because it is. It does have feminine Elements to it. Uh, this uh, Jesus of Nazareth uh, he looks wonderful. So, so let me tell you what happens. Uh, this makes an impression on me. I think mean, that's good. I liked it you know and I watched it all and uh, I know even then I knew uh, the things I know and believe now what have you and I knew it was a movie and it was an interpretation of a character and, uh, and, and I'm, I'm a real person. Of a person, a living person, uh, you know. But uh, the way that Spencer Tracy play, play, played uh, Thomas Edison, you know, is also a stretch. We're sure we don't know. We only know so much, and actors do actors, and parts and things do not translate from reality to movies. But here's Robert Powell. I liked how they interpreted the story of the Gospels. Okay, believe it or not. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. I liked the way they did it. It was a good production there were uh wonderful actors and they uh, and they carried it off well um uh but uh so we we chewed ahead to oh, when was this 8 tw- I don't know how many years 1980 something 82 81 whenever it is my first trip uh to uh england uh was a business trip and i uh, and uh, i went to is uh, i was uh, you know isolated from uh, we are in London, period. Nowhere else, London. We didn't go to the countryside. I My adventures in the countryside happen later. But uh, I'm at this party for some uh, huge, and I mean it in a couple of ways, uh, uh, producer, some producer. <clears throat> I don't remember. I must have written his name down somewhere, and maybe it turns out that he was some uh, gigantic producer, but not, maybe not one of the... Uh, producers in the forefront, just one of the big money men. Uh, and uh, he was a large man. I remember that. And for some reason or another, <clears throat> we went to this party and I was with uh, uh, David Bowie's first drummer. I, I forget his name. And he's a story altogether. Uh, another story altogether. Good guy. It was a great guy. It was a great guy. It was wonderful. We got along. And, I, and he was teaching me things about England because I had to... Uh, Right things. Okay, so anyway, that's not the point. The point is, uh, we're walking around, and, uh, and there's uh, people uh, we meet or we see. This one, and there's that celebrity, and there's a, some, you know, British celebrities. I don't know because I'm not, uh, I'm not ver- well versed with the uh, with with that. Even though this is a time when, uh, you know, Monty Python has already broken through from British to uh, to American TV, and there's a lot of sitcoms. Uh, that are coming over, uh, and uh, guys like, uh, and uh, anyway, so there's, you know, America's adapting, and PBS is playing actual sitcoms. So a lot of English uh, uh, imports coming over. And here's, uh, no, here I am at this party. I, don't, I It was for this guy, this money man, and there were a couple of people, and then we are meeting people, this, that, and the other thing. And uh, we, uh, when we finally met this guy who's a forgettable person, uh, he's uh, standing with uh, a, a, couple, a couple of people. One of them is a short fellow who I uh, did not recognize because I never saw uh, the actor, Robert Powell, when he didn't have this makeup on as Jesus, because I, mean, I never saw him again. And it was like, year, uh, how many years later? It was already, I well, it was a couple of years later. So maybe there was, maybe he, he felt there was still hope for him uh, as an actor. I don't know, maybe he acted a lot and made a living. I don't know, that's not the point. The point is my image of the image of Jesus of Nazareth is what's in my head. My image of the image, which is now Robert Powell portraying Jesus from Jesus of Nazareth. That's the impression that I have it stuck in my head, and um, this fellow and some other whatever it was said, "Hey, have you met uh, Robert Powell?" Now the name I remembered his name uh, because it was he did such a great job, and uh, it was, you know, it stuck in my head, Robert Powell. And I looked around, and I didn't know that uh, the man was talking about the man who was standing next to us or in this circle of three or four people. I didn't know that was him. And so I'm looking around like, Robert Powell, isn't that the uh, fellow who played in Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth? And I think I said that, not to him, because I didn't know it was him, but to uh, maybe the, the big producer or someone else there. And they said yes. And a man put his hand out, and there was uh, there was my <laughs> it was my Jesus, but he was short, he was short, and I'm going to wait. That can't be the guy who was in that. What what trickery was there? Uh, how did this happen? They uh, producers so loved the uh, Robert Powell to be this part, uh, and uh, the only problem they had. Uh, was uh, was? He's a short fellow, and and they didn't want to portray Jesus as a short fellow, uh, but they loved Robert Powell so much. This is these are the things I heard. I never talked to Robert Powell about them, but I did shake the hand of Jesus, take the hand of the hand of the man. It was like the song, and it's like funny. It was like imagine if I actually met if I was back there and I met this Jesus who's you know got the best press agent in the world, God. I mean, would I mean, he wouldn't be short? You don't think of him as short, and and he's never portrayed as short. You don't pay attention to it anyway because it's the hair, the moustache, and the uh, lean body, right? Uh, you know, and uh, and the scrappiness, unless it's Jeffrey Hunter, and he's a walking wax figure, you know. And he was Robert Powell, and I shake his hand. I I I I might have said a little. I know I made some kind of joke that was good, you know, for him. To, uh, but I did shake his hand and I said uh, after I said that was great. I loved you in that. But I was like looking down. I'm not a tall fellow, and I'm looking at him, and he's. I'm like what? Oh, wow, hi, and uh, and of course he, he. I knew he was a better actor than I could think or imagine. Uh, because uh, his personality did not, it was such that I went, oh, he is a good actor. <laughs> you know, I mean, to think that he was the guy, Yet nobody picked him because, you know, you're probably just like Jesus, <laughs> you know, so you don't even have to do that much acting. I doubt that. But there he, and there he was, and I, I shook his hand, I said, that was a wonderful piece, and you were uh, terrific, I wish you the best. So I said something that you would say, uh, and I said, but there he was, that was Robert Powell, but I was just uh, shocked. I'm like, what? And I remember telling uh, uh, telling David Bowie's uh, drummer, who I'm, I'm very sorry, if he's still alive and you he heard anything that I don't remember his name, I must have written it down somewhere, but... Uh, and he was hanging out with us because he wasn't at the time. He was David Bowie's first drummer, so we don't have, we don't know the name escapes even the annals of of rock history. I guess He was a great guy though. Uh, and uh, and I remember I met Robert Powell. Who's going to believe me? Later, I did some uh, research uh, back in America, and I asked some people who in Hollywood about it, because a lot of people knew about him playing that, and although well, it was a couple of years later, he hadn't done much. Uh, but, uh, the, so they literally, uh, so they made him wear lifts when uh, when you didn't see them. I mean, they didn't have CGI in those days. They could have had him walk around with them, anything, you know, and uh, you know what they do with CGI uh, is amazing, even with humans. Uh, so, that you see the full body human anyway uh so it, it they took care of it they liked him so much and wanted him so much for the part and he did and uh, they were right he did great that they put lifts on him when he was with other actors and they just didn't uh, you know you don't know, shoot the uh uh, shoot the uh, uh the, the standing parts the, the actual height and they play with uh, the height they play with the, the lifts they make him stand next to somebody and they don't show it and he's on a higher ground of some sort uh but that was their only problem and they did away with it, it fooled me i had no idea and then when i you know, i think jesus is relatively tall in my head you know or, or or how he's depicted here and there that uh image that they've played with for as long as there are movies, apparently, uh, but that's it. So I met Robert Powell. I said, Damn. I was like, wow. I was, and once again, I was, uh, I was amazed uh, at that. But he uh, seemed like a nice fellow. But he also seemed like a man who was in the show business. And it also seems that I can't make a, I, you know, I talked with him for a few minutes in in a party and what have you. I certainly can't judge who the heck Robert Powell was as a human being. I don't know anything. I do know, though, that uh, if you ever get to see it, or, if, or if you, they have it somewhere on CD or, or uh, download or whatever, however you get these things now streaming. Uh, you should watch the, uh, the Jesus of Nazareth miniseries. And I'm surprised they don't. and Maybe they have. For all I know, it's, it's run on Amazon or something. Uh, I don't know, but that was 1977. And the only actor I ever met who, met who played Jesus... Robert Powell, Jesus of Nazareth. And then what happens? You ready for this one? You know, there's a movie called Pilgrim's Progress. And Liam Neeson in 1978 plays Jesus. And he looks like a, he's a scary Jesus. <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, again, long hair, you know, the same, although he's scruffier. And Liam Neeson is definitely not uh, what we'd call a pretty man uh this is a guy can't even the living christ series again apparently they uh, this is another guy apparently there were lots of guys in the living christ series vijaya chanda vizaya chanda i have no idea it's 19 what what is it hey how come they went to 1951 from that's ridiculous they went backwards and we didn't even get to kenneth coley Kenneth Coley is the man who plays Jesus in Monty Python's Life of Brian. That's right. Many people don't understand that, and a lot of people didn't understand that from the beginning, that Brian was not, that was not a joke of uh, uh, about uh, the Jesus story. It was the story of, it was the, uh, get this straight, okay? It was about how crazy the people, the poor people, were in those days. How crazy, mad they were! Crazy, mad. That's just a, a funny way to say it. How, uh, how hungry they were for the for a savior, for someone to come from out of the sky, and uh, from God whatever. Uh, so, but but Life of Brian is hilarious and it's and it's a, a wonderful contemporary look at uh, at at an era. And for all we know, it's more—it's uh, accurate by comparison to a lot of others. That was 1979. Brian Deacon plays him. I don't know Brian Deacon, but he—but Brian Deacon in the movie Jesus 1979 is all I can tell you is he looks like Barry Gibb. Everything about him. So Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees could have played in the 1979 Jesus because he looks exactly like that. Uh, Where do we go to? Chris Sarandon in The Day Christ Died. I don't know a lot of these movies. I'll tell you something about The Day Christ Died from the Shot I have of a picture, a picture, a photograph I have, here, and that is the funniest crown of thorns I ever imagined anyone could uh, concoct. Who was the set? Who was the makeup person? It looks. I mean, it looks. I don't know. You've just got to see it. Chris Sarandon, look up that the day of Christ died. You'll see the funniest. Fa- and how many people do you know has uh, have a, uh, a funny uh, uh, have a funny crown of thorns? I remember drawing a funny crown of thorns. Uh, John Hurt. Uh, it was in Mel Brooks, uh, and then played Jesus in the History of the World, Part One. There never was a Part Two. Uh, John Hurt, remembered the guy that the original Alien came out of his uh, chest in the movie Alien? That John Hurt. Uh, Michael Wilding, oh Michael Wilding Jr. in the movie A.D. I know Domini. I had no idea that even existed. The music has changed. Have you noticed this? What's happened? Wait. Oh, oh, this was great. Jürgen Prochnow. If that's his name, pronounced correctly, in the movie The Seventh Sign. So the other one was not the se- The Seventh Sign with Demi Moore, the one about the guy who plays Jesus and that. This takes it in another way altogether because this is Jesus embodied as a human coming back. You've got to see that if you haven't seen The Seventh Sign. That's uh, uh, that's that's um Jurgen Prochnow. I don't know how to pronounce that. That is, that is uh, yeah, nineteen eighty eight. And of course, wait a second, we do have another comic. We do have another comic. <laughs> Thorn of Crowns. Thorn of Thorns. <laughs> and this is The Last Temptation of Christ. This is 1988. And uh, if you see Willem Dafoe, uh, who plays uh, Jesus, uh, an entirely different character, uh, as was, uh, let's just say, uh, Robert Powell. In terms of demeanor, in terms of uh, uh, personality, but that's 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 a crown of thorns. This is not a crown of thorns in the last temptation of It's a helmet of thorns. So, and that's just funny. I'm sorry. There's nothing funny about having this on your head, and having it. But who did? I don't remember. I might, or maybe I laughed at that back then. I don't know. We're gonna go quickly now because we're running out of time. Willem Dafoe. In the last temptation of Christ, Bruce Marciano in the Visual Bible Matthew. I, I don't know what, uh, so I guess that's him. And this guy got a beard like, and this guy's got a complete beard. So you know, the other ones he's not it's, it's not uh, sculpted. We got Matt Ranillo the third in Cristo, and this guy looks uh, like uh, like a member of. Uh, uh, of uh, of L- L- Logan, what are they? <laughs> you know, uh, he looks like a rock guy, and there's no, you know, we've lost. They've lost track. Here's a Billy Chalander. days. I don't even know that one. Can't even pronounce that one. 1996. We go to uh, oh my God, Jeremy Sisto in Jesus. No, no, he looks no, no. This guy is This guy is. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, what's his name before he went nuts. The guy from. Uh, Oh, I don't know. I forgot his name. The actor. Okay, forget about it. That doesn't matter. We're good. Jeremy Sisto, Jesus. 99. Now to 2000. Is there one in 2000? Or is that it? Here? Oh, Mary, Mother of Jesus. Christian Bale. I did not know that. Christian Bale as Mary, in Mary, Mother of Jesus. You don't want to see Christian Bale as Jesus. Because it's just, no, no, I don't, you want, take a look for it somewhere. It's just wrong in every possible way. Oh, wow, he looks like, uh, it looks like uh, Michael Douglas could have played him. And that's the movie, Mary, Mother of Jesus. Wait a second, Superstar, there's a movie called Superstar and Will Ferrell plays Jesus? Now we're Now we're just gone. Now it's all just flying. Glenn Carter in Jesus Christ Superstar, apparently it was another one. Who is that? Henry Ian Cusick, The Gospel of John, 2003. Oh, we're going up to 20? We're going right to the end here. Uh, Jim Caviezel, The Passion of the Christ. That guy, that guy. Uh, the one from uh, Mel uh, Mel Guy. Oh my goodness, that guy was, uh, he didn't even, uh, that was, that was a Jim Caviezel, I guess it is. What are we doing? Judas, Jonathan Scarf, plays Christ and Judas. I didn't know that movie, that's 2004. And then we're done, Reef, oh, what? Robert Torty in Reefer Madness, i uh, kisses gone. I have no idea where we are now. This is nuts. Matthew Modine, Matthew Modine in the movie Mary, 2005. What are we doing? We're way ahead here. Uh, I don't know, there's a movie called The Messiah. Uh, with Ahmad, I don't know where that comes from, some country somewhere. Uh, come on, The Passion, Joseph Mally, Maul, in a movie called The Passion, from 2000 something, I don't know, 2010. Julian Casey, in the Ben-Hur miniseries. Shreddy Jarabin, in uh, Arabic language, The Savior. Okay. We have, yeah, we're running out of time here now. Sherdy Jarab, Jarabit Diogo Morgado, son of God. This is the sequel to God, I guess. Oh, that guy looks like a wrong Selva. Uh, these guys are now getting nowhere in the Gospel of John. This guy could look, uh, he's still too white. Sorry. But he does have a, uh, have a sense of looking like that. Where are we? 2015? Come on, move along. I don't think a lot of this is gonna matter, uh, but uh, he, uh, wow. Ewan McGregor? Last Days in the Desert? I did not know this. (laughs) I'm getting this is getting wild. High as Sliman and Killing Jesus, from the book by that guy. Remember that guy from, uh, got kicked off of Fox News? I don't know, I guess they made a movie of that one too. Juan Pablo De Pace, AD, The Bible Continues. (laughs) Wow. These are just uh, gone, they're gone. It's become a cartoon now. Joseph and Mary, Joseph Messiano. Uh, it's, now it's too much. Rodrigo Santoro, nope, sorry. He looks like he's at LA, uh, LAGC, or whatever the name of that place. Uh, in Ben-Hur, he was Ben-Hur. Uh, and uh, I think we've made our point, even if we miss the last one. Or oh, we can go right into the... Uh, Rodrigo Santorio. Chris Curtis? Oh my goodness, the guy from 10,000 B.C. and any number of other things in the movie called Risen. Wow, that's uh, this is uh, okay. He's, he, actually he's, uh, he, he, looks, he looks a bit more like the uh, ancient drawings which you haven't even talked about, I don't know. And uh, Adam Graves-Neal in the 2016, young, the young Messiah. Oh, uh, that's uh, kid Jesus. Evan Ailish. Okay, I think that we've got to move on here. Uh, it's, it's, it's. Oh boy. Frank. Yeah.
2: Right, Frank, here's another idea. Oh, 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 where'd you come from? I've been walking next to you
1: the entire time. Yeah, you really are. Stop yelling. I'm right here. Well, I think you know my favorite, but it, and it's all uh, dramatic. I have I you know, and that's Jeffrey Hunter. I'm sorry, I like the beautiful Jesus the most in movies. <laughs> My name is Frank Catolo man's name and doing the title of the show. It's Catolo Chronicles. You've been listening to me. And uh, you can hear me uh, do it again some other time. Go to the archives, juicetalk.com. And uh, for the rest of it, I say uh, go buy my books and do whatever else you can do to support the cause here on Cattolo Chronicles. Good night, Mrs. Ernstwhile, wherever you are located. And, uh, you know what, Jessica Catherine? We're thinking of that. Good night, everybody. I never say that. Internet. What, what do I say? Oh, I know what I say. I say I have nothing more to say.